Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Manam Pod. My name is Becca Schoenborn, joined with Dustin Dubuque. Morning. Morning, how are you? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> Dustin I'm came in in a panic today. Yes, so. I did. Kids <laughs> everywhere, busy week. Yep. Staying up too late the night before uh, before we record this. Classic so, yeah. combo. Yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. Good. I'm doing all right. You were, you were just sick and all the fun things, so... Yep. That's great. Something's going around. Oh, uh, well, not yeah. co- it, it wasn't COVID, which I thought it was. It felt like it. Yeah, but you're good. You're set to go. Uh, yeah, tested negative for it. So. Well, that's positive. You said you got to sleep all week. I'm not saying oh it's because you were sick, but I would. Oh, I that's would, exactly what I would almost all week. take a sickness to sleep all week. I'm not gonna lie; it was kind of nice getting to just sit in bed all day. Oh a my gosh! Days in a row. I know. <laughs> I know it sounds I bad. I felt like no, garbage, I, but <laughs> I got to stay in bed for. Now that we're like day. three years out, but like I never got COVID, like ever. Really? Yeah, wow. that I know of. And uh, um, so, like, but I remember, like, you know, when it was like, oh, quarantined for 14 days. But that was like when it was like super scary and we mm-hmm. didn't know anything. But then when like we kind of like were starting to figure it out, they were like, well, now it's 10 days. And I'm like, I mean, I, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. S- I know some people got really sick, but like, I'm like, oh, well, you know. I would love 10 days off. Yeah. When I I had I it get early sick. on in like September 2020 in the 10 day thing and I was sick for the whole 10 days. You were. Yeah. And it you was very much terrible. Were. Yeah, I know. That was like pre-vaccine and everything too, so I just it took me out. Uh, I just want to I just want a sickness that's just sick enough to where it gives me a reason to sit at home all day mm. and sleep. But the, you know, but then I'm still feeling okay. I can still get up and not want to die. Yeah. That's all I want. Look is that up. bad to want? Because <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> I want to be kind of sick <laughs> to sit at home and sleep. Have you considered you might be burnt out? I'm br- <laughs> I, am, I am heavily burnt out. Um, Maybe you should just take a staycation. Still bring your kids to daycare, but just stay at I, home I'm for a week. I'm really tempted. Yes, I've thought that. I Yeah, I've, uh, I used to do that once in a while, at least a day. I haven't even done that. Mm. So. Wow. I know. It's exciting stuff. Cool. Anything else new with you? No. I had a metal show last week at Zymergy, so that was mm-hmm. fun. It's cool. Um, band from Tennessee came up for that. We had a decent crowd for that. But, of course, you were sick and you weren't able to come. <laughs> Try to get I back know. into one of these soon. I I was going to go to this one, too. I know. And I really she, was. She, and she didn't. Sorry. We'll Rain get you next time. What about you? Anything else fun? No. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So our guest is more fun. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> wow, did you so. hear that? <laughs> I'm just so kidding. sorry. I'm so sorry that she did that to you. Oh, just joking. I know Becca. Know I know she's kidding. Yeah, yeah. see, yeah. Um, that voice that you hear is Rick Remington of Landmark Conservancy. Are you the director? Is that your title? Uh, my current director, my current title is interim executive okay. director. Sure, sure. So okay. I'm uh, filling a hole right now, and we'll see if I stay in that hole or take my other job back which is conservation director sure oh, that's right cool well, well t- yeah tell oh, us sorry. What, well, no, no, i was gonna I'll say welcome go. to the show ah, okay <laughs> that's sorry it. that's all i was gonna okay say. fine <laughs> well now you can go is that all that's all you got that's all i was gonna it's say. a rough morning uh so like yeah so i guess i i like this episode because i just met rick for the first time today and uh i know very little about all of this stuff this is much more of becca's yeah. wheelhouse so it's rare that 
I know a guest better than you. Yeah, it is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and let you handle this yeah. a little more, and then I'm just gonna learn. Before we started recording, I was joking that Rick and Dustin are both involved in the community, but it must be in opposite areas. Yeah, totally. So yeah. true. Because they both are everywhere all the time, but somehow have not overlapped yet. No, nope, <laughs> overlap. This is it. Until this is now. What it. This, this is what is brought it together. This is a magic moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> meeting of the minds. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, I guess the easy question is that I can start with is Landmark Conservancy. What, like, what is it? What do you do and all the, what's the elevator pitch? Of awesome. So I get a two-minute stump speech yep. for Landmark mm-hmm. Conservancy. Okay. Yep. So a Landmark Conservancy is a private, nonprofit, 501c3 conservation organization. Uh, we have had an office in Menominee for um, about 35 years um, under different names. Historically, Wisconsin Farmland Conservancy then West Wisconsin Land Trust, and then we rebranded about five years ago as Landmark Conservancy. Um, So our headquarters is here in Menominee, but we have an office also up in Bayfield, Wisconsin, too. Um, We work in about a 20-county area doing permanent land land protection and community engagement surrounding conservation issues. So a lot of people have heard of, um, you know, the Nature Conservancy and the Sierra Club, and there's a, a whole plethora of, of conservation organizations working on agricultural issues and soil health and water issues and sustainable farming. And, um, you know, we're a little bit of a jack of all trades. We do f- focus on biodiversity and natural habitat. Um, we try to get people outdoors to the extent we can and provide safe uh, outdoor experiences for them. Um, we have in our ownership about between 2,500 and 3,000 acres of land that we own that's open to the public. Close to home is the Devil's Punch Bowl. Mm-hmm. Sure, you both know more yeah, about say, the Devil's yeah. Punch Bowl. Yeah, uh, That's kind of our Menominee claim to fame. I was just going to uh, say, I figured I'd, we'd get there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty, yeah, because that seems like the reason why people know. Yep. Um, now the name Landmark Conservancy is, is a more well-known in Menominee you know buzz mm-hmm. name now because yep. of the work at the punch bowl right right it, so you know it's it's probably our smallest nature preserve but i bet it gets uh you know more activity than uh you know m- most if not all of the recreational uh areas in our uh in our jurisdiction here. sure so it just gets a ton of use you know um i've got an older sister-in-law who went to stout like i don't know 50 years ago she went to the punch bowl we didn't own it then of course we didn't yeah. exist sure but she was going to the punch bowl back then oh yeah know, so that's cool mm-hmm. i think that's such a hidden gem in town i feel like once people i know it's not a hidden gem people know about it but i remember the first time i went there after i moved here and i was like oh my god why didn't nobody tell me about this sooner i know <laughs> this is so I, w- cool. I always love the people that haven't ever went well because again like i know like even when you look at it like it's a small area overall it's just mm-hmm. like a hole in the ground if you really want to put it down to like the most basic pretty much is what a hole it in the is ground, yeah. it's a hole in the ground but something about it you're just like this is a, this yeah. is cool it has can you talk about some of the like yeah. um natural features of the punch bowl that make it special i know um your co-worker sarah norman i've heard her talk about the yep. um punch bowl a few times but yeah so it's interesting you know if you think about geology in this part of wisconsin you know we were under ice quite a few times over Mm -hmm. the past several hundred thousand years. And when the ice finally receded 12,000 years ago, what was the Red Cedar River, which didn't look like the Red Cedar River now, 
started to find its home, you know, in or around its present channel, and you had different drainages cutting into and draining the uplands into the Red Cedar River, um, cutting down through different layers of bedrock and finding weaknesses or flaws in that bedrock and carving places like the Devil's Punch Bowl. Um, you know, it's a common occurrence, but to have a place like that that is so close to town and in public ownership now or private nonprofit ownership in our case, um, you know, where you can, you can get people, uh, give people the ability to see something like that with a less than one minute walk from their car. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to go to a state park. You don't have to drive two hours to, you know, northern Wisconsin or southern Wisconsin to Devil's Lake. You know, you can see something pretty cool that's right in your own backyard um, with your toddler. Heard you have a toddler, yep. Dustin. So yep, he's been down there a bunch of times. I was yep. <laughs> telling Every him time. about um, his uh, Spider-Man costume oh, wearing yeah. recently. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we encourage Spider-Man costumes at the Devil's <laughs> Punch Bowl, so. Yeah, he goes, I go, we probably take, I probably take him a couple times a year between winter and summer because yeah it's just cool like you said and i never thought of it like that of like the concept of like of of it not being in a state park is is kind of an interesting thought mm -hmm. process behind it i never really thought of it like you know that. it used to be kind of a like when my sister-in-law went there it was a scary place mm -hmm. and i don't mean scary in the, like devils you know yeah. <laughs> scary meaning like scary people yeah, it oh wasn't yeah. very user friendly you know kids went there and partied and things like that i never partied at the punch bowl <laughs> Never did that. Never did that. School. I did not. Did I, you? No. Well, I didn't go to high school here. I went to oh, college yeah, here. Oh, yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, I yeah. did it. I never did it in college. I did in high school, though. Yeah, I know. When I first heard that people used to go party there, I was like, at the bunch bowl? Oh, yeah. What? I only, <laughs> that's I, only, I only did it, like, twice. <laughs> that's so funny. I but know. But it makes sense. It's a secluded little area well, and again, outside of town. Back then, it wasn't. It wasn't user friendly. It wasn't it, visitor yeah. friendly. It, it wasn't. Was, so it was nobody a party spot. Nobody really know. cared, yeah. right? We're, well, unlike now, it's so so different. Now it's a place where you can take your toddler, and yeah. there maybe won't be kids partying there as much. Right. I'm, I'm sure people do, and if they're if they're respecting the place, you know, it's okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, because like the other big thing is, uh, you guys is the new stairs there, right? Like I know that was the, kind of the other, yeah, the addition to the claim to fame of Landmark Conservancy is the is the new stairs that are there. Cause, yeah, I yeah, mean, that we was all a lot remember the old stairs, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean they were hang on for dear life. And yeah, oh yeah, and they were so narrow, and so now it's so awesome. I, I did. I went down there last year, which is. Set. I mean, that just kind of shows you the punch bowl thing. But I literally went down there to check the stairs out last year. <laughs> At one point, I was like, I was like, kind of bored one afternoon. I was like, I haven't been to the punch bowl yet, so it's like at the new stairs. I'll go just to see. It's like oh, maybe what maybe there's a name change here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you know? Devil's Punch Bowl stairs. Stairs. I know, right. like, but that just shows that how much you like you like the punch bowl. But the stairs were mm. such a big hitter. It's still liking the punch bowl more. So now it's way yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, if it was listening a lot of fun. Been. A lot of fun Definitely to build the stairs. Obviously, we didn't build it. You know, sure, uh, mm -hmm. we had a lot of help uh, from our contractor, Market and Johnson, and, and the whole community uh, pitching in to help us. So, mm -hmm. yeah, fantastic. it was cool to watch that fundraiser happen and mm -hmm. come to life too. And I don't know. I like seeing that kind of community project come together. It's like something that is important to a lot of people that live here, and obviously, they you know, I used put to their money where their mouth is. I used to think about you know doing. I've done this work for, well, since I got out of college, I guess, 30-some years or whatever ago. And, you know, if we could just write a check and get these things done, 
it, it wouldn't make near the uh, the splash and the excitement mm-hmm. that when the community pitches in to get it done. So right. um, involving you know um, community leaders, businesses, private individuals, having a little auction, making some money, mm-hmm. having a partnership with Dunn County and DNR and Market and Johnson, you know, it was just fun. Well, yeah, because again, it goes to the thing of like, what are the, like the handful of things of Menominee that everybody agree that they love? It's like the Mabel Tanner, the trails. Tanner, the, the, the trail, punch the punch bowl. bowl. That's like yeah. the three. The lake? The well, the, maybe not. No. Maybe we don't love the lake. We wish we could. I mean, I like yeah. the lake like the first. We all want to love the we lake all, so much. Yeah, that's the way of saying it. We Did all you see the pelicans want to love week. it. Is there pelicans? There's been pelicans okay. all week really? out there. Yeah. yeah, there's been a lot of, all the birds are coming back. It's very exciting. I know. I know. We like That's a good way of saying it. We all want to love the lake. <laughs> we currently can't i want to use that lake so badly i want to i wish i could go swimming in it can you imagine using that nice beach up at wakanda park i remember when i was a kid going there really yeah i remember using that beach when i was really young even then it wasn't great though no no like even then but yeah i remember swimming in there what you know 25 years ago yeah. Ain't no way my body's going in there. <laughs> no way. Zero percent chance. I don't let I don't no. I don't let any animal or human in there right now. That's why I think I think the story comes up every year on this podcast, but my favorite thing is is all summer nobody fishes on the lake. But you put a sheet of ice over it and it takes away that physical green look to it because yep. you don't see it. There's people fishing nonstop on it and all all summer it's like I ain't eating fish out of that lake. Yet hundreds of people eat mm-hmm. fish out of that lake all winter, which I love. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite quirks about it. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. You put a little skin of ice on it. It <laughs> takes the fear out of people. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other, uh, like, uh, like you kind of mentioned in the beginning, some of the other things that uh, Landmark does, but, like, maybe some other things that have happened in the general area of our community that you've been yeah, involved sure. in? Yeah, um, sure. You know, like, uh, probably within you know, 15, 20 minutes of town, we've got a few different projects that we've worked on over the years. Some we own still, some we've passed on to other partners. Um, the Kyle Birch Creek Nature Preserve is right My at favorite. the end of River Heights. Do you live over there, Becca? Yes. Do not come stalk me if you're listening to this. <laughs> you don't okay. know where I live. Somewhere, somewhere <laughs> I'm always, over there. Sometimes I think about how many things I've overshared on this podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, somebody, if there's a creep listening to this, they know too much about me. Okay. Maybe you don't live by, but maybe you know where. Maybe, maybe you know where. I live in the general is. area. Okay. But yes, that is what I, con- what I call my secret neighborhood nature preserve because yeah. I'm only I'm the only one who's ever there <laughs> right I, yeah I never even, there, honestly I don't think I've ever even heard of it you wouldn't know about it unless you just happened upon it really it, like, it's really kind of a I'm gonna call it a community park you mm-hmm. know uh, it's owned by the DNR now we purchased it gosh I don't know 10 15 years ago or so and turned it over to the DNR uh, for inclusion in what's called the lower chip uh, lower Chippewa state natural area so it's a state-owned property but the the character and feel of it is more like a community park, you know, okay. a place where people can walk their dogs or jog the trail. It's got about a what quarter to a half mile trail. Yeah, it's a short goes around bit. it. Really cool little terraced waterfalls for toddlers. Okay, you know, you might want to think I'll about that. Yeah, you will. Interesting. Yeah, I loved that. taking my daughter there when she was really? a toddler because there were little okay. waterfalls that were as tall as her with, the, you know, two inch deep water. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's a two different streams. There's the well. There's the, the l- there's one little unnamed stream. I just learned a bunch of this recently with Sarah. Okay. There's the unnamed stream, and then there's Birch Creek that runs on the other side. 
And the Birch Creek has all these cool little, like, um, is it sandstone? Cut yeah. out, like, mm-hmm. uh, cutouts. They look like little mini punch bowls yeah. in there if you climb down. Huh. It's, Most it's, of the it's path the is same flat. process that the punch bowl was yeah. formed, you know, just draining into the red cedar. It's really cute. And it's su- for being, it's pretty much in the, it's right on the red cedar, but basically in the middle of a neighborhood. But it's so peaceful there. Like, y- it's always mostly quiet. You can just, there's a nice little bench. You can sit and listen to nature. And I have, um, I go on walks a lot, and that's one of my, so you go one to of spots? my favorite places to Interesting. walk Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Our uh, our newest addition, um, which I'm pretty sure will be on our website in the near future, if not already, is a place called Elk Creek Bottoms. It's right on the Dunn-Eau Claire County line. Mm. So it's about a 15-20 minute drive from here uh, or so, and it's at the confluence of Elk Creek, which you know comes down and drains towards the Chippewa River. So it's at the confluence of Elk Creek and the Chippewa River. And that's about a 69 acre nature preserve with a probably a couple miles of hiking trails on it. I I think part of the neat story on that is who we acquired it from. Um, It was another nonprofit organization based in Eau Claire, (coughs) excuse me, called the Midwest Institute for Scandinavian Culture. And they owned that property for 60 years. Um, They intended to build a uh, a Nordic education center back there in the 70s or early 80s, you know, with spa, gift shop, and can you imagine? You know, kind of in the middle of nowhere in a very rural area, right? Uh, on the Dun Claire County it. line, and really wanted to see that property, um, you know, which wasn't really close to their mission. There's nothing really especially Scandinavian about the property except who owned it. And um, they really wanted to see that stay open to the public and knew that we would be a, a good person or a good entity to make that happen. So we acquired it from them last year, and uh, we don't have a lot of um, great infrastructure in place yet. The trail system is essentially in place. There's room for maybe three or four cars to park, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, probably like places you go, Becca. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see that many people on the trail out there. So really, really cool little property with an outstanding view of the Chippewa River. Cool. Ooh, I can't wait to check that out. Yeah, look at that. Now you have another place to go to. Go to our website, you know, landmarkwi.org. Sure. There's my sales pitch. There you go. <laughs> we, we like it. Yeah, that's interesting. So what like what other uh, so yeah, you said like I mean, it just sounds like pretty much anything that's outdoor nature Absolutely. environment. Yep. Related, huh? I mean, there's a there's a you know so many places in Northwest Wisconsin that are you know state owned, county owned, uh, city owned parks. Um, you know, we complement that with the things that we own. A lot of times, the stuff we own is a little more hidden because people are used to looking for state parks and national forests and things like that. But you know, again, if you are looking for a different experience and a lesser known place. Um, and you learn about us, and you can go to our website and figure out where these places are, um, which there's good maps and things on our website. I would encourage folks to check it out. Um, you know, I'm talking about Dunn County and around here because of who I'm assuming your um, your listeners are and who you are, but, um, you know, we've got some really cool nature preserves that are up in the, uh, the Lake Superior area as well, too. Sure. So I was just going to say, if you have an mm-hmm. office up in Bayfield, I'm sure some of the stuff up in the the northern uh, Wisconsin region has to be awesome. Yeah. You know, I think our um, 
our flagship preserve, besides the Devil's Punch Bowl, of course, you know, mm -hmm. which is everybody's favorite, would probably be a, a really large property. It's 590 acres um, that's adjacent to Copper Falls State Park in oh, Ashland County. So cool. everybody's been to Copper Falls. You walk mm -hmm. the boardwalks. You look at all the waterfalls. Yeah. You get an ice cream cone, you know. <laughs> um, so right next door, we've got, you know, 590 acres that is complementary. We're working with the state on linking the two via trail. Um, so people will be able to take longer hikes and experience more that area has to offer. So, Cool. I'm going up there this summer, so I'll have to have scope to out a few out. places. I know. Now that I'm uh, like that, see, uh, like this stuff's more interesting to me. Like that's the thing about like state parks are great and all, but there's too many people at them. It makes me not want to go. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. I love them. They have like I like camping at state parks. Yeah. I love to camp at a state park because they have. They well, you won't, get an, you won't get an ice cream cone at our Tyler Forks exactly. Preserve, but you can still get that at yeah. Copper <laughs> Falls. But so. if I want to, like, if I'm in the mood to, like, go hiking or go be in the woods, typically it's because I don't want to be around other people. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. my time to just, like, yep. be alone, listen to the birds, look at all the trees. I don't know. No, I agree. That's literally what I do at the, at the preserve by my house. I just wander around. And yeah. I just took a group out there recently and i was asked like oh what do you like about it so much and we were standing in front of my favorite tree and i was like well as weird as this sounds this is my favorite tree in this entire place <laughs> <laughs> and they were like no that's uh, we've been looking at it the whole time yeah see <laughs> it's like it just there's so many little things that once you spend some time in these places you does jay go there with you or does sometimes like, yeah okay yeah okay. we walk down there occasionally together mm -hmm. but a lot of times i walk by myself yeah you're giving away too much information now, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Where you live, that you walk alone. It's like, no, no, no. Sorry, Becca. I'll find a new co-host. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I mean, I've been listening to true crime podcasts for many years, so I feel very prepared to <laughs> for that. Like, I am, I'm prepared. I'm not just going out in the wild alone and unprepared. Good. I feel like I could probably hold my own. Or at I minimum, I can be really loud. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to be really loud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that one is in the middle of a neighborhood, so it feels very safe because it's like you enter in the neighborhood and then you leave. It's just on a dead end road. So right. mm. so what are some of like the, uh, I guess thinking about it, like just because you're doing so much with, you know, recreation outdoors and environment stuff is like some of the environmental probably issues, I'm assuming that they run into it all or well yeah we you know we um we run into them constantly sure um i'm not going to claim we can fix them all we can fix you know small issues and we can be a part of the solution um but we can't clean the lake up mm -hmm. you know people what? call us every year thinking we can clean the lake yeah. up nobody's cleaning the lake up <laughs> that is a like Everybody in the county needs to get on board uh, and do it together. Yes. That is like a project. Uh, yeah. I think people think that you can just band-aid it, but it's like and there And Barron County and Washburn. Exactly. And yeah, there's you know, so much a, about it's it. A big, the, it's yeah. a big watershed. Yeah. The watershed is huge, and you have to you have to fix a lot of things in a lot of parts of the watershed it's before It's it. never going to get fixed. You know, and like climate change, right? Mm -hmm. Who's going to fix climate change? You know, we can't fix it. We've, as an organization, kind of taken the position that it's coming, it's here, mm -hmm. it's happening, and what can we do to uh, work with what Mother Nature and mankind has thrown at us, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, one of the things we've been thinking a lot more about and trying to do is to be uh, focused in where we do our land protection so we're 
protecting the right places, uh, places that will harbor biodiversity in 10 years, 50 years, 100 years when we're all gone. And, you know, the landscape is uh, capable of, sus of supporting more species, more types of species in some places than others. You know, mm -hmm. if you've got a really flat golf course, let's say, not a whole lot going on there, right? You're going to get deer walk across it and things like that. But if you have an area like the Devil's Punch Bowl, where you've got seeping cliffs um, and you've got, you know, uh, sandstone and you've got running water and you've got elevation and topography changes, you're going to get a whole lot more biodiversity and species capable of using that packed into that small area than you will on the golf course. No offense against golf courses, you know. Sure. But, um, so we're trying to find those places and figure out where to invest our, our staff time and our yeah. resources. So. Something that I found interesting about that type of um, thinking and work is I never considered how plant species move depending on how the climate changes and like mm -hmm. having different elevations and different like types of nature in one area the plants don't have to move as far when the climate changes so mm -hmm. they're not moving completely out of the environment they maybe are shifting to a different area of the woods which i was like i think that's so fascinating that right. that first of all that plant species as a whole kind of yeah. move around right like right. that but how yeah. important the different elevation and different like land types is just in one area how much yeah it can plants protect do species. move they move slow mm -hmm. <laughs> you know they don't move overnight they move as far as their seeds can disperse pretty mm -hmm. much what's kind of mind-blowing is you think about other critters like birds and you you know it makes it sound pretty easy right it does if it's not good here fly away and you'll find something better somewhere else but when you think about um what birds rely on which is things like seeds produced by plants or insect hatches and they arrive after a really long haul from south america expecting their favorite insect of choice to be available and ready and it's not because you know winter or spring came early or late that year the climate changed right mm -hmm. and they're here and they're starved and what they have relied upon for you know hundreds or thousands of years it ain't ready sure right. and that's the kind of curveballs that uh we're being thrown right now and that's why so many bird species are declining so hard to find a way to fix everything yeah you know? right yeah you can only do so much right and you know so we, we can't do it all you know we're a staff of 10 um, but to the extent we can, we're trying to steer our land protection work into the right areas so we can feel like we're making the, the biggest impact possible on what, what species need. Um, and also find, of course, places for people to recreate too, because, you know, we can't fix the problem without people, right? I used to think we could when I was a, you know, a young guy out of college, I'm like, mm -hmm. man, I'm going to save the world. Right. And humans are the problem. Well, they kind of are, but they're kind of the solution, too. So yeah. it's kind of a two-way street, right? Right. We sort of made problems, and now we can kind of fix them. Yeah. Sure. I think that um, people often forget that humans are also an, a species of, of animal. You know what I mean? Like, we're all part of the same ecosystem. And just because we can control a lot more things doesn't mean we're not yeah. a part of it and, like, deeply intertwined with mm -hmm. everything that is available to us so i don't know it's it's it very easy to separate like ourselves from the rest of the species but really we're 
just one of them. Right. We're just one of them. We've just too, evolved right. differently. Yeah, we just evolved smarter that we can build a car and build roads. Yeah. We could debate that, but yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. And, and that evolution, you know, like just happened. You know, we think we've been around for so long, but, you know, computers, uh, like oh, when I was well, a senior right. in high school, computer class, like really, I, that's going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my world, you sure, know. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. And, wow. Look where it's come. Yeah, so yeah. much it changed. So much has changed so quickly. Yeah, the last like 130 years have been an outrageously fast evolution that I don't think the human. As opposed to being in like the history world, too, it probably from is the pretty much like the industrial revolution into. started in 1890, and that's like factories and all that. Pretty much since then, I mean, we went from 1860, 150 years ago in the Civil War, shooting each other with muskets at point blank range and having slavery. To now, we have AIs of right of our president who are so good that people think our president's saying things that he's not, and it's because they're AI generated. And yeah. now you're like, oh, that's that's weird. So yeah, yeah, it's an interesting change over the last yeah you know short amount of time. That was not that long ago. No. Um, how did what did you go to college for? How how like how did you end up? work doing this type of work yeah uh, interesting question so we were talking a little earlier when i got here this morning about uh you know me going to oshkosh for a year and a half mm. and figuring out like why did i why am i here you know so yeah. uh after a year and a half at oshkosh i figured out that really the best natural resource school in my opinion is um uw stevens point in wisconsin so mm. and it just happened to be like 20 minutes from where i grew up so i kind of had to go to point i majored in forestry um, and I had to pick a minor and I went to my advisor and I'm like, I need a minor. And I said, I'm really thinking about something really cool, like wildlife law enforcement or, you know, um, wildlife management, something really kind of sexy. <laughs> and he said, Rick, you should really be a communication minor. And I'm like, really? That's not really cool sounding, you mm -hmm. know? And he's like, resource managers are going to need to communicate. Yep. We historically have drawn people into the into the business who want to get away from people and work in the woods all day. Yep. And we need to change that and we need people who can communicate. So, sure. so I was a forestry major with a comm minor. Cool. Interesting. And then started doing um, seasonal gigs and so forth and um, you know, worked in around the Midwest and the Dakotas and Maine and spent six years in Kentucky and drifted back home finally about twenty years ago. Sure. It's stuck ever since? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's a good place for it. Yeah. Well, we're already running out of time. I somehow. know. Quite. I feel like we've been talking for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Some you episodes just feel much faster than others, and this was definitely one of them. Um, but before we wrap up, I'm curious, what is your favorite place you've traveled? I just, like, as somebody who likes nature and is into that kind of stuff, you've been around oh, the Midwest wow. a lot, but what is... Yeah. I think, in, and maybe it has to do with, you know, growing up in the Midwest to here in Wisconsin and working mostly around, you know, the Mid-South, the Midwest, the East Coast, um, and being a forestry major. And then finally, after many, many, many years, I went out to see the Redwoods. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. I don't know, sure. maybe five, six years ago or something like that. And, you know, everybody's heard of the Redwoods, yeah. right? When I finally saw them, it was just like laughable to me 
you know, growing up around big trees here, like your favorite tree, Becca, yep. I don't know how big <laughs> it is, but you know, it's relatively <laughs> things you can get your arms around or a couple people can get their arms around to sure. these giant behemoths that are, you know, whether they were standing or fallen, I just thought it was just such a wild trip, you know. Favorite place is just really hard, but that was mm-hmm. really just mind blowing to me, I think, was to, you know, leave my comfort zone of the trees that I understand and get to a place like that where trees, um, you know, live thousands of years and look dramatically different. Yeah. It's a lot of, yeah. lot of fun. It's on my bucket list. That's for a sure. place that if people go, it seems like they always like, like, I know people I'll like randomly bring that up because mm-hmm. it's one of the Same. places that kind of like blow your mind. You're like, you know, like, oh my gosh, this like doesn't exist where like anywhere else yeah right but it exists here any place that i've been that is just like huge you just can't fathom places like that until you're there like the first time that i was in the rocky mountains in colorado i was like where have i been my whole life like this just the feeling of those places is so special too it's like feeling so small in such a huge like anything is a really cool feeling and i feel like it puts a lot into perspective Right. Would I live these other cool places? Probably not. Right. You know, things are always like burning up or blowing away or it rains, you know, catastrophically for, you know, two weeks at a time Uh, or there's other issues. You know, it's nice to kind of come back where it's pretty safe. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, uh, and go visit those cool places. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Go when it's nice. We've got good water. We don't have, um, we've got tornadoes Mm -hmm. once in a while. Once in a while. We've got that thing called winter for That's you know true. some of the year most of the year this year <laughs> yeah really? yeah we've normalized it when people are from not from here they think it's insane we're just like oh, this is just life yeah when you're yeah. used to it it's whatever it'll yeah. be over in eight months down. don't worry yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly well and two i've realized that the more i complain about the winter the worse it is like if you're constantly negative about like talking negatively about something of course you're gonna think it sucks but right. if you find some little pieces of joy in the winter months you can actually enjoy it there's stuff to do outside here too in the winter or Mm -hmm. go sit at a coffee shop and watch it snow or whatever like there's a lot of things you can do that it's fine make it it. suck a little bit less yeah but yeah well since we're at the end okay so i know you've already shameless plugged but if you want to do it again this is the great this is the best time for it if you want to say where people can find landmark think about it people are interested in learning more about landmark conservancy i would say the best place to start would be our website landmarkwi.org that's landmarkwi.org you can click a number of links on there and learn about our work Uh, we appreciate membership support at all levels Um, we have an events page with uh, things illustrated that are going on around northwest wisconsin uh, in the coming months so i would encourage folks to stop by and check it out sure yeah there is a some sort of cleanup thing at that uh keel birch creek reserve coming up in a couple weeks typically um, every spring pulling garlic mustard, garlic mustard. Up i garlic. knew it was mustard yeah. something yeah yep. garlic mustard they're doing the whole maybe if we that, get you so. going on that becca with your trips there we wouldn't have a problem so i yeah i need to just learn what it looks like <laughs> i'll just i don't know bring a trash bag with me or yeah something. there yeah. you go yeah give me something to do <laughs> give me an excuse to hang out there even longer <laughs> no, i was gonna say <laughs> right <laughs> um well we end our podcast with the same two questions for every guest so my question is uh what is your uh that's not my question i almost asked what your favorite food is that's not that's, that's not it. that used to be it that's Close. you you evolved it i've changed it you um, have now i would just like to know what good food you've eaten lately <laughs> um 
you're going to find this funny, but like, you know how it is. It's a busy week. It's the end of the week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm here every day. So I'm, I visit the co-op every day and I have, you know, access to the best food in town. But I got home and we hadn't been shopping in a while. And last night I made a, um, a ham and then I cut up cheese curds and put it on my sandwich with kimchi <laughs> on rye bread. Interesting. And it was really good. And I ate at a decent restaurant for lunch yesterday. And I had a, you know, I had a, I split a burger with a coworker and I split a good pizza because we couldn't decide, you know. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, that kimchi and ham and sliced cheese curd on rye was really, really <laughs> you good. You discovered something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just right. invented it. Blow yourself away. Mm -hmm. One of the local restaurants is going to have that on their specials <laughs> menu sometime soon. You're going to be like, hmm, I wonder where they heard that. Gosh, that's so that's funny. funny. That is funny. So that's a really hard question, though, because I, lo I love food. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I thought it that's was That's why hard she asked. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> then my question is, what's your favorite movie? Um, You know, I kind of come back to this one because it's, you know, there's so many good movies and way more bad movies um mm -hmm. <laughs> this is an old one it's quest for fire okay i don't know if you've seen it never heard of it mm -mm. uh there's no speaking in the movie interesting and it chronicles a uh a, a group of primitive humans um who ran out of fire and they're crossing the landscape um trying to find fire again Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to watch that. Wow. That sounds right. We're animal. talking about, I was going to say, know, that does sound so right. We're just another critter, you know? Sure. And, uh, you know, you think we got it bad sometimes. It's like, man, you know, you lose your ember yeah, and you're, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll have to go. look that one up. That's, yep. That sounds Add interesting. To your list. I'm going to. Well, well, thank you for being here, by yeah. the way. This was great. Exactly. Yes, thank you both. Of course. Um, you can follow us on social media at the Manam Pod. You can go to our website, themanampod.com. Um, until next time, though, see you later. <laughs>